Follow the California Country Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cal Country Show. Hey, folks, it's just Dave from the California Country Show podcast. Welcome. You've made it. I'm sitting here in the studio in North Hollywood, California on a rainy Thanksgiving weekday. And although the weather's pretty crummy, it's an awesome day and an awesome week to welcome you to December and welcome you to episode one of the California Country Show podcast's five-part series called Trailblazers, Women in Country Music. You've made it. You've made it to episode one. I've scoured the country recording these shows. I'm so proud to bring you five amazing independent female country music acts starting this week with Dixie Jade and releasing every Monday in December. So stay tuned for the full lineup after the interview and after the Dixie Jade live performance. I'm going to give you all the information and who's coming next. And whatever podcast platform you're listening on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or now Spotify, make sure you click follow so you can hear these things first. They'll be delivered to you right away. And of course, all the links, all the photos, all the videos, all the info about this series, you can find by going to california-country.com. Well, episode one of this series you're about to hear is with the lovely duo Dixie Jade. I recorded it at the Russell in East Nashville in their podcast studio. It's a beautifully restored 100-year-old church with the original stained glass. And if you stay in East Nashville, you check in with your phone, you enter your rooms with your phone. It's kind of like a hostel, but like a really, really nice one. And it's super close to the main drag. So you're about a mile away from the stadium, about two from downtown. It's awesome. Head to RussellNashville.com for more information. And when you're staying there, check it out. This is how modern day people check into hotel rooms now. And also, too, you can check out my Instagram feeds at Cal Country Show for photos and videos taken in the lobby and their podcast studio. Well, Dixie Jade is a duo consisting of Andrea and Dominique, both California born and raised. They've played festivals like CMA Fest, Pepsi Gulf Coast Jam, and even our own Roundup Festival here in Simi Valley. Opening for acts like Jason Aldean, Low Cash, Thompson Square. They're truly rocking their shows. Great harmonies and awesome guitar shredding by Dominique as well. And in this podcast, we discuss co-writing the process here in Nashville, their move to Nashville, how they got their name and their amazing sounds, and how they plan their amazing outfits. If you check out their website, I'll have more information at the end of the podcast for you. You'll see what I mean. And they also give me some fashion advice too. Anyway, I hope you enjoy part one of our five-part series. I'll have more information when we wrap it up about what acts are going to be on this series called Trailblazers, Women in Country Music. But for now, here's Dixie Jade on the California Country Show podcast. Heart that's strong and it gets tough. Then I- 
Actually, we are following you on Instagram. Yeah. What, what is it? What it's Cal Country Show. Cal, Cal Country Show. You're in the California oh, Country Show. <laughs> pretty awesome. Hey, look, we have stickers now. It's pretty amazing. Hey, that's so exciting. I want to sticker that. So fun. Wait, there's different ones. There's so like, amazing. yeah, I'll, I'll get there, there. There's a bunch of them. Don't worry. There's, there's, there's no. This is really awesome. I'm going to lay them all out in front of me. You can lay the this. stickers out like, yeah. like. Well, it reminds me of California. It does. Actually, actually, none of this looks like where I live, but I'll accept it. Wait, so you, are you both from California? Yeah, I'm yeah. from NorCal. Oh, NorCal. Okay. I was born in. I was born in. Wait, I think we've had this conversation. So when we yeah. met, yeah, Dominique, Dominique, when we met, yes. we had this conversation. I'm from Grass Valley. Yes. And where are you from? This. So I'm from Cupertino. Okay. So Got I it. was yeah. born. So when I was little, actually, my dad worked at the Simi Valley Hospital. He was doing his residency it's like at UCLA. Random. What? And he literally, he was like, oh yeah, I worked at like Olive Hospital or whatever in Simi Valley. So he was probably working, yeah. you know, however many. When I was little, yeah. my family, like my grandparents were in uh-huh. the Bay Area. So they decided to move up there just to be able to raise us with them. But yeah. So, Dude. Yeah, but my sister Crazy. lives in LA. All my all my yeah. best friends live in LA and you know. And then uh Andrea, you're from Simi Valley? Simi Valley. Yeah. So that's why it's so funny that her dad was working there because he was literally working yeah. maybe five minutes from where I was living. We could have been babies playing together. <laughs> if only I had known. Well, if only we had known. But too um, busy playing in the UCLA pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is way cooler than Simi. Um, but no, it was a really it was a really wonderful place to grow up. It was really beautiful. And um, I was trying to explain to somebody else last night about California. And mm-hmm. you know this, too. Like growing up, California was a lot of orange groves and a lot of fields and a lot of, you know, my dad grew up in the Burbank area in the 50s. It was born in the 50s. And um, it was all open. I mean, it was it was a lot of rolling hills. There wasn't nearly as much infrastructure as there is now. And um, so I was like, it's very country in certain areas. It still is in the middle. I mean, kind of between the Los Angeles area and then the Bay Area. And then even when you go further up north, there's a lot of farmland. I say like, you know, know, besides the ocean, um, like it's just sort of like a big circle around where like Hollywood would be or something right. is is all the places that my band has to go play in like you know two hours here you know, yeah. out, out right. the, you know yeah, but that's right. that's yeah. right people don't know how much farmland how much country is is in California is actually now. there yeah. or like you said like drive into the Bay Area yeah it's like totally. you're just, you'll smell the cows before oh, yeah. you see them oh yeah yeah but in Simi, I was I was telling someone we didn't get we didn't even get like a we didn't get a mall for forever. We didn't we didn't have like the the movie theater area, whatever that's there now. Like we didn't have that. Oh, it's huge now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's giant now. But um, a lot of that was built when I was growing up, and so I started listening to country when I was really young and I was like literally no one I knew listened to country uh, in in the in the school and area that I was in um and so it was kind of a unique thing that I grew up <laughs> being the black sheep of the yeah <laughs> I have I have friends that because I I was more of like you know I wanted to be a rock star right so Duh. I mean hey you know, I wanted to be Chris Cornell or uh Who know, Lane really? Staley or something yeah. like that and um but I remember my friends would tell me like like you know yeah, I'm crediting you, Dave, because you were the first one that like brought a Johnny Cash cassette. <laughs> Dude, oh, like, like, it was like, a, and my folks will tell you, like, they're like, I don't know where he. This, there was nothing to develop that at all. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, I just, I was just my friends, and I'm just like, oh yeah, give me one of them. You know, I'll, I'll listen to that. You know, uh, 
And then, of course, Garth Brooks comes along and changes my life forever. So right. I'm just like, of yeah, well, well, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and then my voice just got lower. It, was, it all worked out great. <laughs> it just, just kept <laughs> dropping down. That's amazing. So did you, like, like growing up in, in those towns, like, yeah, so that Simi was devoid of country. I mean, you'd yeah. have to go looking for it. But there's, like, horse country not too far away, and there's, there's, um, there's certainly – you know, pasture land and all that stuff. People in like in Simi, cause I grew up going to schools on the other side of the hill. So mm -hmm. I think people in Simi probably listen to more country than the, the, the people that I ended up being around. And so that's why I felt very alone. But like now it was so cool to go back and do the roundup and everything and like be a part of like the local scene there. And because it's so cool, because like it's grown up so much and, and country music is so accepted and loved and, and it's become so popularized. Yeah. And then in high school, like some of my friends started, you know, when Stagecoach started and everything, it, it was it became cooler to like country music. <laughs> I yeah. like to say I was country when country wasn't cool. So. Right. Yes. <laughs> heard, yeah. No, right. I yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah. No, but before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like the hipster country thing to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But before that. Yeah. yeah. Before that. <laughs> they used to say they'd be like, I like all kinds of music except country because of the twang. That bothers me. That yeah. just like rolled off of everyone's tongues. It's it was, it so was true. Yeah. I I'm like every, mm. she, and, and, blah, and blah, blah. we've just laughed about this yeah. with some of our friends. Yeah. I like every genre of music except country. And yeah. you're like, really? Do Sometimes you? opera falls into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, opera, except yeah. For, everything except for opera. For opera. It's a similar one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that the opera's bad. It's just that they're, the, they sing for like three hours straight. Like yeah. I got like a, yeah. yeah. Pee every hour. So. But at yeah. the same time, I would definitely watch three hours of a Garth Brooks show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he said for three yeah. hours straight, I would always watch that. Like, it's only four encores. <laughs> man, is... It's also helpful that it's in our, you know, mother tongue. <laughs> like we can understand yes. it. <laughs> He's not singing for three hours in Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. if, you went to, if you go to the opera, the subtitles aren't there. It's kind of, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of a pain. <laughs> So growing up, though, I mean, like, were music and instruments and learning instruments and things like, was that always, like, part of the plan? Is this, you know, we don't have to skip ahead super far, but I mean, like, it's like growing up, because I, I played trumpet. Right. I was like a band nerd, you know, yeah. for and choir and things like that. Was that part of the, yeah. is that part of growing up? Well, we, we've talked about this, too. Like, as far as the plan goes, I think sometimes when you're a kid, you don't know what the plan is. You mm -hmm. just know, like, what's fun and what's not. And so for me, both my parents played guitar. My dad happened to be really, really great at it. They met in a band. And so they uh -huh. both just, like, shared this love of music. And my mom made sure, you know, we got a piano, too, and she got me some piano lessons and actually my piano teacher was a clown by day and a teacher by night which oh, you would think is. it would kind of be the opposite did you show up in the clown outfit to, ever to like this <laughs> um so, yes but sorry only, i'm on my way to a gig <laughs> let's get this done yeah talk about when you're younger <laughs> i know right um Honk. And, and you just have no idea as a child what, what reality is. But no, so he encouraged me to write songs, and I don't think he really knew how to wrote, write them. And so it was uh -huh. kind of this like creative freedom where I think I was just banging on the piano, you know, but I was really having a fun time. I was really loving it. And my mom said, you know, your songs were very atonal. They didn't, <laughs> AKA, they didn't sound good. <laughs> they didn't sound like music. Um, but she's like, we told you they were good anyway. We just pretended. And so again, I oh, think yeah. that kind of like fun environment. So I actually ended up like 
doing synchronized swimming, but I always would bring my guitar with me and I would like play to the other girls and entertain them and they would like request songs and I would like try to learn them so I can play. And like, so music, I think for me was always this like joyful thing that everyone was like sharing and it wasn't really about, you know, what I could do or someone else could do. It was like, cool, like I'm going to play this and we're all going to sing together. And it was always this like fun thing and so there was no like plan of like well I'm gonna be on a big stage and be a superstar it was just like this is how people come together you know and this is how people have a good time and definitely it's like it's always really fun sometimes if you're having a hard day or you're maybe not making the most money at it when you're first trying to make a living and you're just like (laughs) what "What? crazy doesn't happen (laughs) but it's always those moments where whether you're playing in a bar or on on a really big stage at a really big festival and you're like this is that same thing that same joy of like all these people singing together and all these people just like loving music and it's so fun and it reminds you of why you started yeah I, I was that kid who I would always sing at the lockers and like everybody got really <laughs> tired of me. Singing. She still does. I still do. <laughs> but uh, at my locker in my house. Um, but but yeah, I would just it was a subconscious thing that would just I would just wherever I was going or walking or if I was doing something, I was always singing in between classes or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I also grew up taking piano lessons my piano teacher was not a clown um <laughs> she's actually much better than um, me at piano yeah, probably because she, of that she was an incredible <laughs> incredible teacher and um she was really like a mentor too and and became a friend and became a close friend of my parents and stuff as as we went on and so i think that aspect she was very supportive of me wanting to do different kinds of music i grew up playing classical but mm-hmm. she was super open to me kind of doing whatever I wanted to do and she wanted me to just love it. And so I think that freedom and encouragement and um, like one of my last recitals for piano, she let me do a singing piece as well. And like she accompanied me and, and I yeah. sang and it was really cool to have someone be. What song did you sing? Uh, I think it was Home from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I think I did that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, Home? Which one's that one? Is this Home? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's remember the, that song, but now one. I want to go listen to it. I know. I know. It's amazing. I know. Sorry, I go into my bell voice. Um, but no, let's just sing. This is good. No, yeah, I like it. Will you sing us Be Our Guest next? I know <laughs> yes. Bell didn't sing that one. Yes. but Actually, true confession. So I was Bell and Beauty and the Beast in high school, and which is why I ended up doing nice. this piece. Um, and that was my favorite scene to block because... It just involved me and like a wheelie office chair in which everybody else had to sing and dance around me and, and make it sound pretty. And they just wheeled me around for, the stage. For those of us who have only watched the <laughs> Disney movie, um, why were you in a in rolling office chair? Sh- office chair? Wait, because yeah. Oh, she- I, I don't remember that. <laughs> because in a high school and our high school stage was in a cafeteria, guys. Okay. In our high school cafeteria. So the, the illusion of... Bell going from one scene to the next was me and I think they painted it gold. So okay, made it look fancy because it would make sense in Aladdin, like you're on the carpet, and, but it's the chair. But I think know, I but, think like you know. Lumiere was like rolling me around and the spoons were dancing around and it was, got it. Yeah. 
That was it. Was I wasn't sure if you of- fell no, off the horse, if perhaps there this was. Is, a, I'm so glad you cleared that up. This is related very- injuries. <laughs> very confusing. Country singers are supposed to be good at horseback riding, but I understand if you're in a stage production, might be challenging. Shania seems to pull it off, but yes. you know. She's Shania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I I, I just great. I like loved all all music growing up, and um, same thing. I had no idea that I was gonna do it for a living. I just thought yeah. that it was something that I, I just knew it was something I loved. Um, and then probably right after college, I I saw a Lady Antebellum show, and I remember watching Hillary on stage, and I was like, that's that's what that's it. That's what I want to do. That's it. <laughs> I, I guess I got to move to Nashville. And so, wow. Yeah. I feel like that is such a funny moment when it's like, you know, you know what you love, but like it clicks that it can be a profession that yeah. maybe mm. it's this job that parents or adults haven't told you about it. You know, for me, it was, I took an actual songwriting class when I was 18, my first year in college. And uh, the professor, his name was Chris Sampson, and he was, you know, the very first day, I'm just like, okay, well, it's not right. I was like, I've written a lot of songs, you know, let's let's see what this is. And he's like, oh, so, you know, you're here because maybe you want to be a professional songwriter. I was like, wait, what? You can be, explain (laughs) more. And he was like, you know, like Britney Spears doesn't necessarily write all of her songs and obviously country Blake Shelton, you know, oh there's God, all yeah. and just it's like, a job? it's yeah. crazy it's a job. when that light bulb goes on. And like yeah. from that very first day, I was like, Oh, that's a job. Okay. How do I get that job? And then I feel like ever since then, you know, it transitioned for me from being just this like joy, like this is fun. This is what I do or my friends and I do to like, okay, but how, like, how can I get paid from this? How can I turn this into a living? How can I do yeah. And then you start looking at all the professionals and then you're like oh my gosh like all of these people in their history and they're so talented and it's just yeah, really you gotta, really cool you gotta go to training you gotta go to, you gotta, gotta yeah. hone your craft totally. you have to learn all yeah, yeah yeah it was a May I turned 17 had just enough cash for gasoline to make it down to Myrtle Beach with my girlfriends jumped out the jeep on that white sand he was waiting in line at a snow cone stand I smiled and he waved his hand and that's how it all began down on the pier, got his name on my arm. I should have known it wouldn't stay long. You felt so good on my skin in a moment of freedom. You made your mark on my heart in permanent ink. If all summer long making memories of me and you, I can't undo. But you This is not a radio interview, so we can take a little longer. It's not like that's great. Thanks for coming to the radio station. We're gonna play your new song. You got 90 seconds to tell me. Define your sound. How did you guys meet? And where where do you see yourselves? Go. Yeah, go. I'm like, I wrote a song. Um But seriously though, how'd you guys like first hook up? Was it through music school or so so we went to USC together. Oh, okay. And so we knew each other 
tangentially. Yeah. Well, I was doing songwriting <laughs> class. So technically, I was I was a classical guitar major. Okay. And Andrea was classical guitar or classical guitar major. Also, <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, a shit classical yeah, singing. I only something. see one guitar here, so that would be I'm amazing. Uh, no classical <laughs> yeah. voice. She did opera. Oh, okay. And so again, both of oh, us I, kind of. Had I'm, I made fun of opera earlier. I apologize for no, that. It's I, I, million percent. It's the subtitles. It's the, the, it is. equal no, opportunity. Yeah. We'll make fun of. Yeah. We've ripped on country. We've ripped on opera. I know, right? I'll just keep ripping. Yeah, it's coming so for you, rock and roll. <laughs> Hip hop standby. You're next. I know, Chris yeah. Cornell. <laughs> yeah. He's hard to make fun of. I know. I'm like, yeah, I, and I got yeah. nothing. You're a rock So star. is Lane Staley. You. Everybody, all my heroes are dead. So it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we both kind of had that like classical training and background, like I said. So my first day of school, though, I went into it doing classical guitar. But like I said, I'd been writing songs, doing some open mics, whatever. I kind of knew that I didn't want to stay in the classical world mm-hmm. but I was like well I've been doing this so let me keep doing it and explore and so but um, there was actually like a pop major at USC as well and so that was really cool I got to take some of those classes even though I wasn't a major and got to start playing at like the bars or by the school so I really started being in that world even though I came to it maybe a little bit later yeah. you know than some of the other kids did meanwhile Andrea was doing you know lovely things singing <laughs> opera um, sleeping in class or you're yeah. sleeping in class um and then after school we actually met at the bluebird cafe so we had seen each other you know in classes but again just kind of different worlds and i was there for the open mic night and for actually like a blues guitarist blues band after mm-hmm. and she came in for the blues part and she came up to me after the show and she was like hey i think i recognize you from college is your name dominique and i was like yeah are you andrea i think you know and so she was so nice and so friendly and she was like let's go grab coffee and I was like okay and I moved out here knowing no one we didn't really know a whole lot of people my cousin worked in the industry on the back end of things so I I moved in with him when I first got to town but as soon as I moved in he he had rehearsals and then he went on the road and so as soon as he was gone I was kind of like Oh, <laughs> I don't have any friends. Um, so I kind yeah. of hid out in the apartment for like six months because it was really scary to go out. Because I also didn't play guitar. And uh-huh. that, was a, that was a struggle to go play rounds. As I was like, well. Because you're writing songs, <laughs> but like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. So yeah. it, it was hard. You can't bring a piano to a. Uh, um you know, to it's, around, I a it's not as easy. And oh, I yeah. didn't have, I didn't even know kind of what to get. You know, you see these yeah. people like these giant keyboards yeah. surrounds. And you're just like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, what can I do to make this easier? Transport? <laughs> um, so anyway, I just, I was just kind of frozen. I was paralyzed in my. Oh, own you did fear. frozen too. That's, I did frozen yeah. as well. Yeah, I did that. That's oh, next. Yeah. Look at our Insta stories. Now the chair makes sense for frozen. You know, sliding on the ice. Right. And things yeah. like yeah. That, so. I like this. We should pass it on to the stage productions. We have some tips. The cafeteria stage light. I'm yeah. sorry. Keep going. You're, you so were frozen. Good. So good. <laughs> you were frozen. So, good so then we, we met. When we met, then it became, we started writing together. But then I would yeah. get her to come play guitar for me at rounds. And then that just kind of naturally formed. She would do it. my laundry in exchange, which was like the best thing in the world because she made it smell like roses. I wow. kid you not. Laundry master. Dominique like, had a little problem with figuring out how to do okay, her own laundry yeah, yes. very well. That is true. But also, <laughs> even my mom doesn't make it smell like roses. Yeah, that's it's pretty amazing. impressive. You'd smell yeah. it and you'd be like, how is this so 
Magical. Wow. So obviously that's wow, why that's, we're in a band together. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, <laughs> someone's got someone's got to do the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it was really cool because I think, especially for me, I I didn't know anyone moving here, but I was meeting um, a lot of guys because I play electric guitar, and mm. so like I said, I'd been a little bit of a part of the LA scene, um, which is really cool just for me. It was a challenge because I was trying to do country music in it and I just wasn't finding a lot of musicians who had the same passion for country that I did, especially when it comes to talk about the country Mm -hmm. classics. You know, if you're like, well, like Tanya Tucker or well, you know, Johnny Cash or well, Patsy Cline. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know. I mean, maybe they know Garth Brooks, but Anyway, yeah, so, they consider him old school. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so it was really exciting to come out to Nashville and and people knew even deeper cuts than I did. And then that, you know, deep in my love for country music and finding out more about the history. And it was just yeah. it was so cool. But because I played electric guitar and I was doing a lot of these like blues jams and country jams, I was meeting a lot of other guys as well. So Andrew was like the first girl that I actually had a chance to become friends with. And it was so much fun because I was like, wait a second, like you have a really like powerful voice and I was like you also like you know similar music to me you know you like up-tempo songs and you like rocking songs and you know we love a good like ballad as well but we just love to really have fun Mm -hmm. and so that was like a really cool thing to find in another woman and I was like this is amazing and like also I can talk to you about things you know (laughs) because you're not a guy so it was just I feel like a really fast friendship and been together ever since and commentary too kind of on how you know the women in country is such a big conversation right now I think especially here in Nashville and um, it's so cool to see you know women supporting women and and that really being something that they're lifting up and you know putting more of that on the radio and um, and it was so funny because actually at the very beginning we did have a guy in the group and we actually had a couple that had rotated through and we felt so strongly at the time. It wasn't that it was actually organically working really Mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a lot of personality clashes and stuff, which uh, was why we ended up the two of us. But we felt at that time, like we needed a guy in the group to be taken seriously. Really? And looking back on that, I think it's, you know, I'm almost kind of embarrassed to say that, but also, you know, you had so many, we had so many people along the way that would just tell us straight to our faces, like women are not getting signed and it doesn't matter. And if you're a woman, it's going to be really hard. And so you're, you're basically <laughs> saying you're, you're, you're following sort of their advice or at least you're, you're kind of saying well, yeah, like, well, how, we, how do we, how do we, how do we do that? Of the, yeah. Of the guy, you know, second guy, like she's saying, because it just, it wasn't organically working. Like the two of us, right. it just, it just worked. We didn't know yeah. why we didn't know how, I just didn't question it. It was just fun and great. And with the guy, I was kind of trying to, you know, force a piece of the puzzle that for some reason just wasn't clicking and so but it was really scary because when when we got rid of the guy and it was just the two of us you know we had some meetings talked to some people and they're like okay you guys are you know on to something you're doing something kind of cool but women aren't on country radio women aren't being sought so like you're just not and and honestly they were so kind about it and they were nice they weren't weren't being mean they weren't trying to shut us down they were literally just like these are the facts kind of like they've said there's been a lot of talk of women being played on country radio and the statistics oh well you know women don't test as well on 
on radio. They're not necessarily trying to be mean to women. They're, they're looking at a spreadsheet and saying, here's yes, our, here's our data. Exactly. The, right, and yeah, it's, right. it's a reading, but then it is such an emotional thing. And again, talking about the history of country music, you're like, well, how did Dolly Parton test on radio? How did Patsy Cline, <laughs> how did, Loretta, how did, um, Shania Twain test on radio? You know what I mean? How like, did literally all of the people that I grew up, all the women Martina, that I grew up with. That are iconic and you'd never right, forget their names. And, yeah, there's just yeah. no way that all of the, and I don't know, I'm not looking at the data, but there's no way that all of these iconic women tested poorly. So then you start going, wait a second, what's, what's, what's happening? Right. You know? What's going on? But anyway, it just, it's funny to think back on that now and go, wow, we really, yeah. we were really scared to, to kind of be our true selves and, and to, and to do something very authentic because we were afraid of that kind of backlash at the time. And, yeah. and I'm yeah. so glad that we really ended up following our arts and just going yeah. forward with it. But yeah, and I'm really glad they're like signing women and putting yeah. them on radio now. Like that's really amazing. Yeah. That the wheels been turning mm -hmm. and there really has been this movement to, you know, try to help and like feel like shine a light on, on really great music, music that's being yeah. made. You yeah. Know, I mean, women. someone like Maren Morris, when she, you know, I guess you could say made it wasted zero time in trying to expose other women artists, independence, totally. like just use totally. that plat, whatever platform like immediately just went like, this is, there's this way is more. It. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not alone. Yes. There's a way. Like, <laughs> Look at all of these. Yeah. 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 Which is, <laughs> Who do you want? I got, I got, yeah, this, I got <laughs> this girl here. Got a whole <laughs> phone book. Um, but which is a really amazing commentary, I think on her and her personality and, um, talking to anybody who's been in her camp, you know, they're so complimentary of her as a, an employer, as a friend, as a human being. Um, and I think that's a really cool thing to witness, mm -hmm. um, especially not all up and coming artists and, you know, now very successful artists are, are like that. And it's a, wonderful to see that it's very heartwarming. So <laughs> we're appreciative. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Go team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go team. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the Russell. They were in the Russell recording studio at the Russell hotel. It's kind of like a hostel. Actually, it's a church. There's like windows here and stuff like this. And, um, but it's a very pretty fancy amazing, yeah. hostel. Yeah, we're in the podcast studio. This is their podcast yeah. studio. It's pretty rad. We are so hashtag beautiful. blessed today. We are see this and great big neon <laughs> sign. You'd think they'd put their hashtag, like please hashtag. Right. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll, I like the, the hashtag yeah, we'll blessed. You. It's good. Yeah. So as far as Dixie Jade goes, you're saying something with the name in the message. What what is what what am I hearing? Yes, in in the name itself. Yes. Um so the name actually came from uh, my mom when I was touring colleges when I was 18. I was looking for places to go. And I happened to audition at Texas Christian University down in Fort Worth. And she found a book in their library, um, and it was called Grace and Gumption. And it was about women that were very influential to the Fort Worth, Dallas area and kind of how some of the stories are really funny and some of them are crazy, but it's all these women and how they, they really shaped the landscape of that. And, um, so it sits on my coffee table and I'd page through and read some of the stories and, um, and I was looking through it and I was like, you know, it's really awesome that these women of the South were so influential and, and they're really jewels of the South is kind of what we landed on. 
And Southern Jewels is the worst band name of all Southern time. Southern Jewels. Um, yeah. yeah, you just, you know, you just don't want, there's too many images that pop in your head when you say that. So I got three so far. <laughs> so we started kicking around other words to replace that. And we ended up coming up with Dixie Jade. Yeah. And so it was really paying homage to the women of this area, but also like our moms who are incredibly beautiful um, but they're very tough um, as well. And so we thought that would be a cool juxtaposition. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I try to keep it closed. I don't wear it on my sleeve. It ain't hanging in the locket that my mama gave to me, no. It ain't a tattoo of a name and an arrow on my hip. I thought I kept it covered, but you saw it when we met. And I don't know how you got it's skipping like this You can have my heart I can say this by listening to your music. It's not lip service. Like it, it is unique. Like there's a songwriting structure in there that I can see that is like, in my mind, the, the songwriting structure is very unique. Pop, there's pop sensibility. Yeah. But, but the writing structure is, I mean, there's very, it's very story based. And then you've got, there's a bit of rock in there, totally. you know? <laughs> um, and I, I just feel like, like, I don't know if that's a conscious thing or just a combination of you two, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily in my mind follow what I would consider like a typical pop country structure. You're holding chords longer. You're doing things just, just a little bit more to drive a point. Is, is this conscious or am I just, am I imagining <laughs> that's things? That's like a really huge compliment. Yeah, no. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, you know, again, you grew up, you know, kind of worshiping all this music, just yeah. loving it so much. And you're like, but I could never, you know, get to that or you're like oh this is just very derivative and you know yeah. a little a little bit of a worse version you know of my favorite <laughs> Keith Urban song or whatever I think the fun part is when you keep writing for so long you sort of you realize yeah, at the beginning you don't feel like you necessarily have a style <laughs> um, and uh, when there are two of you too there that's becomes another thing as well and sometimes we had struggled with and 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 to a point struggle with too you know we'll we kind of have two different sounds we'll be you know write a super pop song because we love pop music as well yeah yeah we love rock music we love all well pop is not a, a diss or anything i'm just saying like no, you're no, trying no, no, to no. find like where where well, it lies and, and we love those yeah. pop sensibilities in in country writing and always have throughout country the history of country but you know we'll write that and then we'll write something that's like a little bit more traditional and so it's been over the years it's just it's slowly kind of all congealed together in in certain songs and yeah. i feel like stubborn woman is the, the most recent single is a really great example of how that all congealed together mm -hmm. it started out a lot more country in the writing room and a lot more like kind of traditional sounding and quite honestly i loved the lyrics and i loved the message and it was so us but the music i was like oh i just but it was just acoustic do. guitar so right. that's the other thing oh like, yeah because i'm playing guitar and so sometimes with whatever i'm doing or whatever i'm you know, I, I don't have a drum machine, a drummer, whatever. Right. And so it's like, for me, I'm like, well, the production doesn't have to be this strummy guitar 
part that I'm doing, but Andrea will will get for better or for worse. Like, and it's it's amazing because it's that creative thing where you're like yeah. all in the feeling, but you're like, okay, I'm either really feeling this or you I'm get, not. You get stuck in that. Right, this. right, right. Yeah. So I couldn't wrap my I couldn't wrap my brain around yeah. what it wouldn't what it could what it could sound like. Yeah. And so we had tried it live at one point and 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 then eventually I was like, ah, oh, it's just really uncomfortable. And, yeah. and and eventually I kind of got to the point where I was like, all right, wait a minute, what if we like marry? And then it was kind of the the original birth of the idea was kind of like a we will rock you beat, you know, with mm-hmm. the song. Um, and it ended up being slightly different than that, but that kind of sensibility we brought in. So the rock portion is definitely yeah. a, I think that high energy yeah. thing is definitely a, a thoughtful intention that we yeah. put in. The cool thing though about, you know, like you're saying, writing together is like, I think I, I knew what my style was from like a, like from high school, because I just wrote so much on my own mm-hmm. that when I got to, you know, songwriting class and you start comparing yourself to other people, you know, you, I did a lot of like master classes or whatever. And so they'd say like, Hey, this is what's good about your songs. And this is what's bad. And for me, they always told me, you know, you write really catchy melodies, really catchy, you know, choruses. You're really good at the music part. The lyrics just don't make sense <laughs> as a story. You're not, you're just not. And like, I like, no I idea love what you're country about. storytelling, but <laughs> I didn't know how to how to do it, and I kept like listening to songs and trying, but kind of failing. And so it's so funny because when I met Andrea and started writing with her, she always is thinking of twists and kind of she comes from that like really country storytelling background. And so when you put the two of us together, someone who like I said is loves music and loves melodies, and like I said, I'm like, well, acoustic guitar doesn't have to be acoustic guitar. We yeah. can do this drum part. We, we, I'm not a producer, but I I love the music and the experience and then her saying like okay but like this could be really clever and this what if we do this you put those two things together and I feel like it's just something totally different than the two of us on our own yeah yeah Yeah, we would write we would write and perform very different albums if we were (laughs) independent which is so which is so fascinating and those sensibilities coming together I think have created um, something but finding that I think finding your lane finding the direction that you really feels true to you, but also really connects with the audience that you're, you know, you have, um, I, you know, I think that takes a minute sometimes mm-hmm. and finding what you want to say too. Yeah. like you pointed out. I mean, we've definitely written some songs in the past that we didn't, ne- didn't maybe have a message or we just didn't, yeah. we're so attached personally to the lyrics. And it's really funny because we find that when we both are obsessed with the lyrics and we both feel like it's just a hundred percent, you know, true to us individually, they work the best. And it's so mm-hmm. funny because we're really actually like opposites as people. So when we both are like, Oh my gosh, this is just totally me and totally who I am. Yeah. It seems to be a little bit more of a universal thing. And plus then when you're singing on stage, you're like, yes, I really feel this. And this is so much fun, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's been it's been a fun journey. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I know when I, I t- road test, I road test everything before I record it. Totally. Why I haven't recorded much lately? Because I'm I'm like, yeah, that it didn't get the reaction I wanted, or uh, you know, like, all right, Darn it. do that one again. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that the it sometimes those songs the reactions will change over time? They, well, they definitely change the more comfortable you are. Mm-hmm more comfortable you are singing it like selling it but you know i I always ask myself can i sing this song for 30 years 
and be asked to sing it again and again and not be embarrassed or not, you know, like there's, totally. there's one song that I do a lot live and there's one line in it yeah. that I just, I crazy. don't really like it. And in the back of my mind, I'm always, and it, it pops up you yeah. know, every, every few gigs. Totally. I'm just like, yeah, I probably should have changed that before I recorded it. And and then I, I had a conversation with, with, um, with Jim Lauderdale yeah. uh, on the last podcast. Yeah. And he was like, you know, even if you've recorded it, you can still change it. And it's, oh. I didn't ask him this. He just volunteered this. That's amazing. That's why I wrote all these questions for Jim and he basically just went through them all. <laughs> Without you having Without, to ask I didn't him. say anything. I was just, I was like, oh yeah, that, okay. That, that's that one. <laughs> I wanted to be prepared. And yeah. he just went, oh yeah. And then, 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 so that's what brought me to LA. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, there goes that one. But like, um, but yeah, he would say like, you know, like even when they're, you think they're finished and maybe someone else wants to take them, they can take them to a whole nother place. And then you have to be prepared to like, let, let that, go. let it go and let that change again. So it's always yeah. evolving. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's probably one of the hardest, the best things and hardest things as a songwriter and as an artist is being open to hearing it go where it wants to go. And I think in the creative process too, we can all become the editors so intensely in the room that things get shut down or, you know, ideas get taken off the table that really haven't had a chance even to grow right. um, or to be inspired. And, and that's a hard thing to just kind of, well, when, like, when does okay. it need to be fixed and when do you need to let it go? Because there's no right answer, right. and there's no yeah. wrong answer. Right, you know, yeah. it's just a. And so sometimes, two people feel really differently about that, and so it's hard to be like, okay, like I'm gonna like some, but that's why it's really nice when someone is kind of leading the charge of it, and right. they're like, hey, I I really feel strongly about this, yeah. and the good thing to remember is like, if you change something, you can always go back to the other way. You know, yeah. <laughs> kind of like yeah. Jim is saying, like just because you try something one way doesn't mean it has to. It has to stay that way. That That could be worse. You could try it, but then that's Mm -hmm. a cool thing. You tried it, you know, and you're like, okay, well, didn't end up where you wanted it to be. (laughs) Great. You know? Yeah. You just back, just back it up a little bit and go down the other path. Sometimes you have to find all the way not to write that song before you find yeah, and then you're like, okay, it's time to let it go now. And then cool. it's like, all right, we've, we've beaten this thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is we, not happening. We need to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the writer's room like then when you say when you're in the room, are you with other people as you do these songs or is it you two when you have, when you set meetings, what, what's the process of that? We getting do it? both. Um, I think the process for the writing of our last kind of group of songs that we went in to record, um, her and I spent a lot of time in the room just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And we ended up writing the song rocking away. That was a couple singles ago. Um, and that was just her and I, and, um, we'd actually started that on a road trip, but, um, I think when we start the ideas in the room together, um, and kind of have a discussion about it and stuff. And her and I have to get on the same page. A lot of our co-writers have become very patient because they know that we, we like, quote unquote fight, but not really, you know, we're not, it's not with any kind of negative intention, but we will spar back and forth uh-huh. getting on the same page. Cause oftentimes her and I will have very different views of what the way the song could be written or could be approached. Um, and when we do get on that same page, yeah. then we really take off, but we have to kind of spend a minute getting there. Um, and sometimes then musically too, you know, we both need to get on the same page. So it usually works better if we've yes. spent some time. We're for lack of a better term, both stubborn women. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dang. If, if we've spent. Here's some, their single. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. But if we spend some time brainstorming together and sort of talking out um, and and feeling out what we're really digging and what we're really loving, because too, when it's just the two of us and there, mm-hmm. there isn't a third energy in the room, um, we're really honest with each other. And so we're not afraid to just be like, no, I hate that. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and sometimes you, you want to you try to tailor yourself to do not totally drive the other person out of the room, you know, yeah. or even just, I mean, being not scared to go there and share your secrets and talk about right. stories and what's yeah. happening in your life, maybe your current situation or your past and something that you wouldn't be comfortable saying, hi, good to meet you. Okay. Here's everything about me. Yeah. Right. The cool thing is the people we've been riding with, like we would tell them yeah. everything You're close enough because that you, yeah. they're just so awesome people. But but it's yeah. a it's a weird. I'm sure you've experienced that dynamic too. You meet someone in a co-write, and then you're like, "Okay, here's my life story." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you now yeah. know a lot about me very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the same thing. Like you just you, a lot of times it's it's more of like just a lot of dead ends until you find something that you're both agree is, is workable totally. and you can't get mad. Like just because someone's like, yeah, what's, what do you, what else is there something next, next, yeah. next, you know, like I don't, I don't feel like writing that today. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's, yeah. that's kind of important. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You know, no, you just, you do have to. Okay. So, cut off my toe. It's fine. <laughs> it's Whatever. Like, it's cool. It's fine. Well, I'm just remembering again too, that, you know, tomorrow's another day, another, right. Like I love that Garth Brooks story about if tomorrow never comes mm-hmm. and, and no one wanted to write it with him. No one wanted to write that song with him. And then he met Ken and Ken was like, I would love to, you know, write that song with you. I love that idea. But he got turned down. So And so it's like, that's amazing. Sometimes it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the universe's way of saying like, nope, here's the right, right place, right time, mm-hmm. you know, right to people or however many to share this idea and this story. So, and I've yeah. taken, I've taken hooks back in a room. In fact, several <laughs> <laughs> Stubborn Woman was one of those that I that I took back because I threw it out, and it was very obvious. It was it was with a it was with a guy in the room, and he's a wonderful writer, but just the energy was not vibing, and uh-huh. and we could tell that, and we kind of started it was after like in 10 on it. Minutes and we we're sitting across from each other. She's like, "So I don't really think this is working," and I was giving her the eyes, like, "Mm hmm, mm hmm, yeah, yep, keep." So really I was just tell- like, wow. Swing. And then we went on to something else um, and wrote a different song. But I was really grateful that we didn't try to force something that wasn't working. (laughs) Well, it's not all the time that you have your best, most personal song ideas, too. That's something that's like, this is who I am. This is my whole life story. Like, those can be few and far between. Like, that's not going to be 365 days. This is my child. And if you want to be the stepfather, you have to. Sometimes it does feel that serious and that personal. You're like, you yeah. know, just you not don't the deserve right child this. You. you do not deserve this. You won't love this child like I will. Yeah, exactly. It's so true, though. We're leaving. Yeah, we're leaving. So mad. But we know a lot of co-writers and stuff that will come in from out of town. And, and sometimes when people are traveling, to, they feel like, oh, if I don't get like seven hit songs, you know, this week. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, whoa, like it's. It's so hard, and you you know too. Mm-hmm. Creative people are ever changing and ever yes. evolving, and sometimes schedules are hard to line up and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. um, so it's very difficult to have an expectation of what is going, what the end result is going to be. And I think you just have to walk into a room every single day and yeah. and see what it is. And honestly, sometimes you know you go, you're working two hours on a song, and you go. 
just want to go to get a drink or lunch or not be here right now because this this whatever's happening we just need to step yeah. away from it and come back and that's okay and yeah. and being with people who feel the same way of like we don't guys we don't have to get a song today it's okay like i would rather get a great song yeah. than 15 kind of fine ones yeah. you but know, the thing so. is we're we're artists and so for the most part we're writing for ourselves and for you know what we want to say in our show and we definitely have written for other people or sometimes the idea just you have to go with that creative flow mm -hmm. of, hey this just really wants to be something that's not for us or for someone else but i think that takes a lot of the pressure off too mm -hmm. because we're in control of making those decisions and i know it's totally a different story if you're a songwriter and you're living you know is right. maker break by another artist you, you have know, to deliver artists who change their minds all the time totally <laughs> oh, yeah. so that's a different story and that's that's just not a position we're in yeah, right now so but again on the same on the flip side of that we're like okay how can we you know bring our a game every time and that creative spirit you know to the room so that we don't waste anyone's time you know yeah, yeah beautiful <laughs> And then so now, um, now that you're working and I think doing quite well right now, this is a pretty upward swing for you right now. <laughs> How much is in the hands of like management or stylists or producing? How much are you guys handling just our, on our, your own? Our, our well, own. Andrea's our makeup artist <laughs> and our hairstylist. Yes. She does a fine job. Check out these pictures. Check out Dixie Jade's pictures. Yeah, their their outfits are, 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 are slamming. They always match. And their, and their eyeshadow is, I, I don't know. <laughs> their eyeshadow is just, I know. Well, my mom's actually helped a lot with um, the clothes part of it. Oh wow, okay. a lot of a lot of time and effort to, like you're saying, kind of find matching stuff, and you know, especially if you're not a certain size that fits everything perfectly. You know, we'll need things altered or whatever <laughs> for stage, and we like to jump around a lot, so moving and functional, all of right. that. Functional. She's she's really become amazing at at costuming without having our own like seamstress to be able to, you know, cause if you, we've always wanted to do kind of like a destiny's child thing, you know, where they're all dressed in the same yeah. thing, but they're, they have a little bit different. Everyone's spin. got their own different. Yeah, totally. And yeah. when you're not, when you don't have someone that's custom making your clothes, that's a really difficult thing to pull together. Yeah. Um, colors to and pieces. On a shoestring budget. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And so her mom has spent, I mean, I can't even, I don't even want to know the amount of hours <laughs> um, searching online and finding different things. And then we'll find little pieces, you know, like fringe or other things that we'll then customize things with, or we'll add straps or we'll, you yeah. know, alter things slightly. Um, and so that's, we've been able to then create a lot of different looks and pieces. Um, we just did, um, we played down at Pepsi Gulf Coast Jam in Panama yeah, City yeah. Beach and that was so fun. And the yellow, um, yeah, the bright yeah, yellow. And yeah. it was so, we didn't, I mean, I'm sure I follow, I follow, I follow. Um, and it was, I, I, I'm sure her and her mom, def, Dominique and her mom definitely had talked about this, but I'm sort of more of like the Barbie doll. I'm just like, you know, if it fits me and you guys like it, I, I'm in, just put it on me. It's fine. Um, so I, I stay out of most of the 
the stylistic discussions because I like kind of, you know, I trust them and I know that they're going to make me look good. And I don't personally love to shop for hours. Sounds so. exhausting. And we have so much yeah. other work. Yeah. It's true. Tell me what I'm wearing. I'll put it on. <laughs> I, I knew it was a bright, fun, summery color, but so many people were like, Oh, we could see you so well from across the, yeah. the field. And I was like, Oh, that was, Oh, that was so yeah. well planned. <laughs> yeah. My mom it's definitely brilliant. thinks about all that. So, I mean, she just, she loves fashion. She loves like she'll look at what Kelsey Ballerini's wearing and Marin Morris and Casey Musgrave yeah. and Ariana Grande and New York Fashion Week and she grew up sewing and so she just like Does she send you pictures like, like what do you what do you think of this look? Oh and, absolutely yeah, 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 all yeah. the time. Uh, yeah, yeah great, you yeah. know, it's like, well what if we do like a country Ariana Grande or like man, Casey Musgraves is just doing really cool Killing stuff it. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So just all, but again, like I said, it's kind of that same thing of like, not really a plan, just like, this is so much fun. Like, yeah, wouldn't inspiring. it be fun if, you yeah. know, and you're like, oh yeah, I do think it would be fun. Yeah. Why not? Well, something I, high exposure like that, like you do, have, I guess, you know, part of the business is you do, have, this, these are things that are premeditated. You have to think about all these right. things. Well, except, you. except we've totally. always done it. Yeah. So even when we were playing, you know, <laughs> acoustic, Commodore. yes, sitting yeah. down for, no. yeah. yes, yeah. for one person or which was just the bartender, uh, we put this much thought into it. That's what I'm saying. It's when it's just truly your joy and your passion yeah. and it's fun. We started like, out with matching shirts. We would wear the same shirts. Yes. And then that graduated into as we collected more pieces along the way, it would it graduated into yes. colors, but you know, slightly different. It's evolved, and, and the it's more evolved, we're able yeah. to sew or you know alter things ourselves, the more we've been yeah. able to actually have the style that we've wanted. But yeah, it's just again, it's a really fun thing. That's I'm yeah. A girl, I like fashion. I, I, was gonna, yeah, I like sparkles. <laughs> I like I know, shiny I'm, things. I'm a male asking <laughs> about this. I get it's kind of right. it's a little weird, but like no, I was like it's it's one of those things that you notice when you when you you know, follow your feet or, or things like that. It's like, Thank you know, they have you. that Thank down you. and it really does. I mean, it, you know, as far as uh, where you're going, I mean, you, you have to think about how to compete with like major labels and, totally. and, and, yeah. and, and production teams and, yeah. and all those things like that. Yeah. You know? totally. And you're flying in yeah. with a suitcase and, yes. you know, and yes. wear, wearing that hat on the plane <laughs> so you can save on the, the carry on. Not a and, joke. It's, it yes. makes me a little bit sound side day, but it's fine. It's uh, much harder to travel with a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. We need a hat case. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. Aldine has them. I remember the. I saw Aldine. Oh, my band has them. Yeah. I mean, they don't. You uh, guys have them, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, little, yeah. It looks like an accordion. I just wear mine. I just wear mine on the plane, and yeah. I always put it in the overhead. But I wait until everyone's got their. And actually, I look at the. Yeah. I look at the. It's 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 tricky. Yeah. You have to look at the suitcase and yeah. be like, a kid, that guy, that thing's gonna yeah. fly. Right. Right. You know, and that's. So yeah. What kind of hat do you have? I just brought my my, my straw. Um, you know my you, my resist all okay, one. You okay. Know, this this you know it's I know get it. Yeah. It's after Labor Day. I'm supposed to go back to the black one, but um, it's too hot out here, man. Uh, yeah. Do you need a neon cowboy's hat? Oh, do you I, do need a neon a neon cowboy's hat? <laughs> yes. The neon ones. That's like the yellow one that I wore at Pepsi Gulf Coast. Jam. Oh yeah, you yeah. Light up, so you don't really. See oh, it. oh, like you're saying like you have one to spare now? You're done with that look, and yeah, and you're we willing to. Oh, okay, all right. all right. So many color options. We'll talk about it later. The blue. One second. We'll yeah. talk about it off the air. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> this is so exciting. No, I, I I need that in my life. Yes, I mean, you do. I, I go to my wife. I'm like, how do I look? She goes, fine. I'm like, you haven't even looked yet. Like, she goes, I you trust you. With your skin too, colors would look, mm, would so look amazing. I've been told by other country singers, they're like, you know, because I'm I'm like a earth tones, just always yeah, been no, comfortable. You stop that. And uh, <laughs> thanks, no, I appreciate it. No. <laughs> well, yeah. 
God. Uh, but no, I've been, I've been, I've been leaning more towards like whites, you know, like creams yes. and whites, like brighter, yeah. just, totally. just like, like, you know, uh, you're always show tan. That. You should. We'll get you a neon yeah. soon enough. <laughs> you want a neon? We'll get you a neon. Yeah. You can pull it off. Neon brings me back to like wearing a visor in high school and like, uh, you know. What about like a bright blue? A bright blue. Yeah. Could you? Oh could yeah. You no. Oh, oh, like like the baby blue. Yeah. It depends. If um, I have a couple of these kind of like you know the pearl snap yeah. shirts okay. that that do the. You know the stitching, and, and they're they're yeah. bright with like dark stitch or whatever. That's very excited yeah, about that's that. The way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That skin tone and your dark eyes and your hair—it just yeah, very good with. I all feel that. very very exposed right <laughs> now. Is this what it's <laughs> like? I don't understand. <laughs> yes, it is. Welcome it to is. the girl gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to it. We can make you a sparkly cowboy hat as well for our tutorial video for stubborn women for the dance instruction. Yeah, you have a tutorial uh, line dance for we for the do, yeah yeah. I saw has that. Yeah, been super fun to do. Um, we've been doing it. A lot of people have been doing it on TikTok as well, which is really cool. Um, for those of you who know what TikTok is, mm. um, it's a very cool up and coming app. Um, actually, now it's get on it, up, folks. It's, yeah, it's get so, on it. It's so hot right it's now. It's so hot. Um, but for for her, we she had a straw white straw cowboy hat, and and I was like, it kind of looks a little bit like you know somebody went to PCB on vacation, like on their retirement. So I was like, yeah. we need to like spice this up a little bit. So I ended up going to. Uh, Michael's and buying them out of, you know, Swarovski crystals. And so yeah. I'm at home yeah. <laughs> night before our shoot, yeah. like hand gluing everything. Oh but I was pretty proud of that. Talking about, we have to make a lot of our stuff. It's like, you're talking about the same thing. It's, it's been a lot of DIY yeah. for everything. Yeah. No. You know, <laughs> throughout these past few years. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. You know, I think the only difficult part is, is balancing, you know, day side hustles and, and, you know, life and performances oh, yeah. and you're kind of in that transitional period of doing it full time, full time. And, um, and then you're trying to do craft arts and crafts projects at, you know, two o'clock in the morning and you're like, this well, is yeah, really fun, no, but I not mean, so fun everything now. Throughout the years, like after Andrea has done like graphic design. Now we have someone now helping us with it, you yeah. know, kind of this past year, but before Andrea's done all the graphic design, you know, also and his I'm, name is Dave. So yes, his name is also Dave. He's amazing. Obviously. That's like every, yeah. yeah, there's less Dave's being born, thankfully, because for a while it was right. very confusing. Yeah. It was just yeah. out of every third dude. Very confusing. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the Dave. This is the Dave. Yeah, 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 Dave. Yeah, Dave. Which yeah. Dave? That Dave. That yeah. Dave. Just, I said that's a just Dave. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. It's beautiful. Would well, you guys want to sing a song or something like that? We can make sure. that work. Okay, cool. Singing. Sing me a song. Let's set up some mics and make this work here. Not a yeah. Here. And I thanks to the like thanks to the Russell here in uh in East Nashville, man. This place is beautiful. This is awesome. The one missing. Did that one fall out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she needs to. It didn't one. actually fall out. It just chipped away over time. Oh, really? That's what you get when you play at the beach. <laughs> Don't do it, kids. If you want to be a professional busker. Don't uh, do it. Yeah, we, we, we didn't even get into that. I yeah. know, right? Gosh. Yeah, I know. You gotta be That's careful. Okay. See the crack, too? Uh -huh. Too many things to talk about. <laughs> too, too, many things. Things. too much going on. Too many things. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Let's play some several. They've been saying it since I was eight years old Just a hard-headed kid with a heart of gold And baby, not much has changed You say left and I'll say right 
There's an easy way I'll pick a fight half crazy And I can't be tamed Well, I might be complicated But it's worth the risk you'll take If you wanna stand by your man Kind of girl, you and me up against the world Those troubled waters won't send me running If you need a Headstrong as I am, then I'm thinking you could be the one. As I see that same look in your eyes, you get your way, and so do I. And you might give me a run for my money, but I'm willing if you're ready. And Dominique, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, cool. And where can we find you online if for those of us who don't follow you listening to the show? Yes, DixieJade.com. And then at Dix, all the socials are at DixieJadeBand. DixieJadeBand. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. That was fun. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. This has been wonderful. Well, there was my interview with the great Dixie Jade. Good luck to you, ladies. I know you got a bright future ahead of you. Thank you, Andrea and Dominique. Of course, for more, check them out at DixieJade.com. Also, check out their YouTube video for Stubborn Woman, where they actually teach the line dance called the Stubborn Woman Stomp. Also, thank you to the Russell Hotel in East Nashville. Check out their awesome location at RussellNashville.com. And for photos and videos and more, check out our socials on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Cal Country Show. I'll have a lot of cool behind-the-scenes photos and video from our time in Nashville there. Well, next week is Texas singer-songwriter Julia Hatfield, who drove from Texas to be in Nashville for Americana Fest, which is where I got to interview her. She's been touring since she was 15, and I met her a year or two ago in California when she was living out here recording. After that, I'm releasing Honey County, 
Darcy Carlson, and Shayna G. Each of those episodes are going to release on Mondays, so make sure you subscribe to the California Country Show podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and now Spotify. You know, I can't play the full songs of anyone here, but for details and release schedules, all the links you need, head to california-country.com. The two-hour California Country radio show airs all weekend on the radio and streaming online, so go there and check it out for links. All right, well, take care, folks. Stand by for greatness. Thank you for tuning in to Trailblazers, Women in Country Music. This is Just Dave. I'll be back next week. See you soon. Follow the California Country Show online at california-country.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cal Country Show.